What is going on, my Credit Warrior family? Missed you guys. So, big topic today, bankruptcy. The big B for bankruptcy. So, if you have any questions about this topic or any other topic we've discussed, email me, info at blcreditrepair.com. As always, we are going. We are selling all of the dispute letters that you will need for every which scenario that you could have. <coughs> Contact us at infoblcreditrepair.com. My name is Eric. I'm glad you're here with us again. I hope I'm helping you. If I'm not, please give me feedback. Please tell me what I can do different. Please tell me what you would like discussed. I am going to be doing some podcasts discussing client scenarios that we've had or are currently having. So those will be interesting. I think those will help you all a lot. Bankruptcies. So as we have talked about in the very beginning of the podcast, the original first podcast, negative credit items will stay on your credit report for seven years. You all know that. You all are educated. You've been listening. I know I'm preaching to the choir. Bankruptcies. How long do those stay on there? Could anybody tell me? That's right. Bankruptcies stay on for 10 years. 10 years. Because of a mistake you made in your life, you got to suffer for 10 years. So, bankruptcies are one of those other ones that can be difficult to remove. But they do get removed. So, pull your credit reports. See if the bankruptcy is on there. If it is, you put that on your regular dispute letter when you dispute all your other stuff, right? Same thing. <clears throat> but instead of putting unverified account, you could put just unverified because a bankruptcy is not an account per se. Just put unverified. So you want to do that. The longer a bankruptcy has been on your credit report, the little bit easier it is to remove. I say that yet I have a client right now that it's been on six and a half years and we're on the fourth month for that client trying to get the bankruptcy. But it's happened where it's come off faster. It's just always different. It's always different. You know, I guess it all depends on what kind of mood the credit bureaus are in um, to remove it easy or not. I don't understand that, how that happens, how it can be easy for somebody and not for another, but it's just the way it is. So, first thing you want to do is you want to go to, and I'll have to email it to you because it's a weird link that they have. Um, if you contact me via email, I can send that to you. Of course, what's the email? Info at blcreditrepair.com. But email it to me and I can send it to you. There is a, another credit bureau that most people have never heard of, and it's called LexisNexis. And it's spelled L-E-X-I-S-N-E-X-I-S. And LexisNexis, if you go to that link that I can email you, you'll pull up your credit report from them. And the way they're a little bit different. The way it works from them is you go on to that link that they have and you request your credit report. What they're going to do is they're going to mail you a paper with a link on it that you type in 
and a PIN number. So you go, you'll type in that link into your PIN number, that way they know it's you, and it will bring up your credit report. That credit report will only show, that link I should say that they send you for that credit report will only show for 30 days, will only work for 30 days. And from what I can see, there's no way to actually save that report. You can, but when you save it, it looks all mumbo jumbo and it's, it's, it's impossible to understand and read. So my opinion to you is when you pull your LexisNexis report, print it. That way you always have it. But when you pull your LexisNexis, you're gonna find all kinds of information on there and it's gonna be a lot of pages. And I can tell you when I pulled mine, it had every single address I've ever lived at. And I'm 48 years old. I've lived in quite a few different places. Um, it had every single car that I've ever owned. Um, my first car that I owned was at, I think was 16 years old. So interesting. It's gonna have all kinds of information. It may not necessarily have your credit cards and all that stuff, didn't have any of that information for me, um, but it will have your bankruptcy on there for sure. So you, what you wanna do is you wanna check LexisNexis, pull that report and see if your bankruptcy's on there. If it is, you can call. If it isn't, you're done. You don't have to worry about LexisNexis. Forget this conversation ever had moving forward. You don't need to worry about them. But if it is on there, what you need to do is you can call them or you can send them a letter. Um, I have the, the letter that we use, but you can send them a letter saying you wanna put a freeze on your account for LexisNexis. So what they'll do is they'll receive the letter, you send that certified return receipt, they will send you a response back once it's um, frozen. From the time I mailed the letter, it took probably about 40 days 35 to 40 days before I got a letter back saying that it's frozen. So they will freeze it and you'll have a PIN number. Make sure you save that PIN number um, because you will need that PIN number in the future when you wanna unlock it. And you will wanna unlock it at one point because anytime you apply for certain things, um, credit-wise, it's gonna make it a lot harder because this account is now frozen. So you will wanna unlock it eventually. Um, so once you've got confirmation that your account has been frozen, you then want to send your dispute letters, both to Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, um, with all your disputes on them, and include on those dispute letters your bankruptcy. You also want to send your dispute letter to Experian, and I mean not Experian, um, LexisNexis, and the only thing you're disputing generally on your LexisNexis dispute is only the bankruptcy. You don't have to put all the other stuff that you put on for Experian, Equifax, TransUnion because that stuff is probably not on your LexisNexis report. The only negative thing that is probably on your LexisNexis is the bankruptcy. So you're gonna wanna dispute only that with them, right? And put, instead of unverified account, just put unverified. So You'll get, they'll receive the letters, then you'll wait your 30, 35 days, whatever it is it's gonna be before you get the results. If, let me back up. Before, when you send out those first round of disputes to LexisNexis and the three credit bureaus, you also wanna write a letter, which we have um, here, to the courthouse where the bankruptcy occurred. So, it doesn't matter if you've moved and you live in a different state now or whatever. Let's just say it happened in Miami. 
So there's a um, bankruptcy courthouse in Miami. Let's say you went to that one. You just Google it. Bankruptcy court in Miami. It'll come up. And it will tell you the address. And it will, I forgot the title of the person, the bankruptcy administrator, I think it is. So you, that's where you'll address the envelope. Bankruptcy administrator, put the address, of course. In that envelope that you're going to put your letter to the courthouse, you're going to also include a self-addressed stamp envelope. And the reason for that is they will not respond to you unless you include a self-addressed stamped envelope. So you're going to put your letter to the bankruptcy courthouse. And basically what that letter is saying, hey, do you guys verify um, bankruptcies to third-party credit bureaus, right? It says a couple more things, but that's the gist of it. And you're going to put that letter in the envelope, and then you're also going to put in the envelope a self-addressed stamped envelope, and you're going to mail that to them. The reason you're doing this is because a lot of times, either LexisNexis or the three credit bureaus will respond and say, well, we verified your bankruptcy. We know they did it. They're just saying they did. So you're going to write your second dispute to LexisNexis and the credit bureaus and your third and your fourth if you have to, if they keep saying they verified it. And these letters are going to say, well, how did you verify this? How did you verify or validate this bankruptcy is mine? Right? And a lot of times it will come back with a response saying, we contacted the courthouse and, and, and verified it. Well, newsflash, bankruptcy courts do not verify or send um, uh, bankruptcy paperwork to credit bureaus. So you will get a letter back from the bankruptcy courthouse with that self-addressed envelope and that letter will say, we do not verify with third-party credit bureaus um, or third parties. We do not verify any bankruptcies or give them any information. So you want that response from the credit bureaus or LexisNexis to say, yeah, we verified it with a courthouse. Because now, if they say that, well, you have the letter from the courthouse saying, no, we don't do that. You've just caught them in a lie. And that just made your life so much better and so much easier because you will include a copy of that letter to your next dispute letters to those credit bureaus and LexisNexis saying, hey, well, you said you verified it with a courthouse. Well, guess what? I have a letter from the courthouse saying they don't verify with you guys. So now you're lying. And now that I know you're lying, I demand that you remove this off because you did not validate it or verify it like you said you did and you lied. And I'm going to file a complaint with the CFPB and a Better Business Bureau. So you have got them now if they if you catch them in that lie so that's why you just want to be prepared and have that letter i've had two clients with bankruptcies and both the courthouses responded um different courthouses that they sent letters to however understand depending when you're hearing this podcast there are there is a pandemic as we all know going on and some courthouses may be closed limited personnel it may take a long time um, just understand that we are in July right now and for one of the clients we sent the letter back in March and we just got a response back in June so it took them a little over three months to um, to, to respond because of the pandemic nobody was there <clears throat> so just keep that in mind but 
that's how you deal with the bankruptcies. Once those get removed, and again, be patient with it, but once those get removed, if they were unable to, to verify or validate or anything like that and it gets removed, don't forget to unlock LexisNexis or unfreeze it because you will have a headache in the future if you don't. Um, so that's how you handle bankruptcies. That's the only way, really. Um, it's funny with bankruptcies, though, if you've ever done one. Within a few months after your bankruptcy, you, you're not even a few months, quickly you will receive credit offers. And if you've ever wondered why, it's because credit card companies know that you did, did it, but they will approve you because they know you have absolutely no debt now. It all got wiped away. So they don't need to worry as much about you paying them because you've gotten rid of all your debt. Now you have none. So that's why you can get approved. And you will notice if you get a credit card, your score is going to go up pretty quickly. Um, you can bounce back from bankruptcy pretty darn quick as far as your score is concerned. You may have issues with like buying a house or something like that. I forget. I want to say it's two years that most mortgage lenders want after a bankruptcy um, to approve you. But that might not be wrong. If any of you are in the real estate industry, I'd be curious to know that information if you could let me know. But I believe that's what it is. Um, but anyways, if any of you are in the real estate industry, I'm actually work looking or maybe automotive or anything. I'm looking to work with real estate. I'm, I'm starting that plan right now um, with our company to work with them. And normally what we do is anybody you send us and they sign up for service, we always give a uh, like a, a commission, like 25 bucks. But also, we're willing to like advertise your company on our website, something like that. So that goes for anybody out there, but just throw that in there. But I hope that bankruptcy thing helped you. If you have any questions about it, as always, email me. Um, but just hang in there. You're going to get to the other side. You know, start now. Start as soon as you can because it's a little bit of a process. Again, sometimes it can be fast for people. Sometimes it's not. But the quicker you start, the quicker you'll be on the other side. And <clears throat> we'll go over, once you get to the other side, what to do. We're going to go over all that stuff in upcoming podcasts. Thanks again for, for listening. God bless you all. Stay safe. Crazy world that we live in right now. Just be safe. Um, do the right thing. And we'll check in to, with you for the next one.